Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program. Let's get started. Welcome back to yet another edition of the Truth Hurts program for November 29th, 2021. I'm your host, Steve Z. The hypocrisy, the lies of the left, and the double standard rear their ugly head yet again this weekend. You notice when people aren't paying attention to the news on the weekends because of Black Friday, which is supposed to be a racist term, right? Black Friday? Come on. Anyway, over the weekend, while shoppers were out filling up baskets full of highly overpriced, inflationary-priced goods, thanks to the piss-poor handling of the economy by Joe Biden, the Biden administration quietly, at least they thought quietly, pushed under the rug the fact that they have now done exactly what Donald Trump did and was called a xenophobe and a racist for doing. Except this time, it wasn't stopping travel from Wuhan, China against our enemies, the Chinese. This time, the Biden administration announced travel restrictions from Africa. You know, where African-Americans come from? Hmm? Did you know that? Seven African nations were put on the don't let them people into our country list by the Joe Biden administration. And Democrats say that was a good thing. Good boy, gropey Joe. Now have some milk and cookies and let our puppet masters figure out what we're going to tell you to read next poorly from the teleprompter. Stopping travel from Blafrica? Come on, man. You gotta know that that's racist. They're claiming it's for the safety of America because of the new Africa variant. Uh, but Steve, it's called the Omicron variant. You call it what you want. It is another piece of crap that came out of Africa. And as I've said, over the many, many decades of my life here in America, nothing good ever comes from Africa. It's just that simple. So Biden can tell countries, you can't send your people here. We don't want your Africans in our nation. And it's not considered racist. Oh, but had Donald Trump restricted travel from Africa, you'd have Jesse and Al and Juicy and all of the other African Americans out there screaming racism, bigotry, xenophobia. But because gropey Joe Biden, a Democrat, says it, it's okay because it's in the name of public safety. That, my friends, is just one example of the double standard, the hypocrisy, the lies of the left, the Pinocchioism of progressives that gets put on the national media in our nation. Oh my God, I can only imagine had Donald Trump said we were going to stop travel from Africa. How the racism accusations would have been levied against the Donald. But it's Democrats in control and Democrats run the media, so they get a pass. Someone quietly lifts the rug and they simply sweep it under. This is the Truth Hurts program. USA Today wrote a lie. It says Biden is a boring president, but that's okay because he's a competent leader. He's not competent, nor is he a leader. The only part they got right is he is a boring president. And why is he boring? 
because the media leaves out all of the exciting parts of the Biden presidency. All of the gaffes, the mumbles, the stumbles, the fumbles, the tumbles, all of the stuttering and stammering, and all of those things he says, like how he enjoys having little black kids bounce on his lap and rub the hair on his legs. Or they don't show him groping little eight-year-old girls rubbing his hands over their little chests, hoping to find a hard spot. When President Gropey Joe Biden and President Xi Jinping ended their three-and-a-half-hour boring video conversation this month, many headlines and many instant analyses focused on the fact that there were no major breakthroughs announced in the relationship. Well, of course there were no major breakthroughs announced in the relationship. Biden sucks. Ping is holding Biden by his crumbled up little feeble Biden balls. That's reality. Politico wrote, President Joe Biden and Chinese leader telegraphed low expectations for their non-summit and that they delivered. That couldn't have been more accurate. You might also recall earlier in the year where they had that picture of gropey Joe Biden driving a vehicle, a Hummer, at the General Motors Zero Electric Vehicle Factory on November 17th. Guess what? It was a dual operation car. A Secret Service agent was actually working the brake pedals and the accelerator and the steering down low in his lap. Because who the hell wants to get in the car with a damn near 80-year-old senile president. Any praise of gropey Joe Biden is fostered by the media and the Democrats because they're all in lockstep with one another. This man is not a competent, capable leader. He's not a leader at all. He is just a feeble-minded, senile dementia patient in a suit and tie who is being force-fed lies to read on the teleprompter. And half of our ignorant nation, the lower half, actually believes this garbage that he is a competent leader. What a shame. How can people be this foolish? By the way, speaking of Biden, he's been handed a little bit of luck because he's just announced a 10th round of judicial nominees to fill vacancies left by a pair of retiring judges from the 2nd and 6th Courts of Appeals. Round 10, and they can't find anyone competent to take the place of the judges on those high courts. Across the federal court system, 78 vacancies are available for Gropey Joe to fill. He, along with the support of Chuckles the Clown Schumer, have nominated 64 individuals to federal judgeships and only nine confirmations of circuit judges and district judges totaled 19. Political pundits see this as a chance to nudge the courts to the left. The White House described the president's latest nominations as a promise to ensure the nation's courts reflect diversity. In other words, Start throwing Blafrican Americans and Hispanics and gays and women on the courts, whether they are actually qualified or not, just so you can fill your rainbow flag. Such a shame. 
Trump confirmed 230 federal judges. Thank God it included three Supreme Court justices. And now there's an urgency to fill judicial vacancies at a rapid pace due to the Democrats' razor-thin majority in the House of Representatives and a 50-50 Senate chamber split with the vice presidential Camel Toe Harris as the potential tiebreaker. So why the rush? The 2022 midterm elections will most likely return control of the House to Republicans and hopefully the Senate as well, which would then allow gropey Joe Biden only a very short window of time to jam progressive, liberal, woke, ignorant Democrats to the bench. Let us hope that the Republicans can hold off the nominations for as long as possible to keep things from sliding further and further to the left. This is the Truth Hurts program. Biden is suffering from low approval ratings, massive inflation, a crisis at the southern border that is only growing in its magnitude, supply chain shortages, ever-increasing crime rates, and a COVID-19 culture war. This, according to the USA Today. The article begins, Most political analysts would agree a large reason Joe Biden won the White House last year was because of centrist voters. They're claiming both Republicans and Democrats centrists were exhausted by the tumult of the previous administration. No, I think it was widespread rampant voter fraud lies, misinformation, and of course, the fact that the left and the media hammered President Trump with four years of phony allegations, false accusations, impeachment jokes, and the witch hunt. That's what caused us to currently have gropey Joe Biden. Remember, Biden ran saying he was going to fix COVID, fix the economy, fix immigration, fix international relations, and he's done nothing but destroy all of those things and dragged America's economy down the toilet along with it. In the face of a never-ending so-called pandemic, the political upheaval, the overwhelming unemployment rate, well, Joe Biden has done nothing to fix anything. Now, 11 months into his presidency, his approval rating has plummeted to a low of 38% in some polls, lower in others. Half of those surveyed say Biden has done a worse job as president than they expected, including 16% of the people who voted for him. Independents, by a 7 to 1 margin, say he has done worse than they expected. Everywhere you turn, criticism of Biden's leadership abound. He and his party with their draconian lockdowns and all of the things they did to destroy the economy that Donald Trump had built up. Supply chain challenges, grocery store shelves empty, massive inflation, historic levels in fact, skyrocketing food prices, fuel prices, building material prices, clothing prices, housing prices. COVID-19, the culture war about masks and vaccine mandates and travel restrictions. How can gropey Joe Biden possibly win in this environment? 
This article says there have been wins, however, for the Biden administration, including the signing of the bipartisan infrastructure deal and some low jobless rates, but they cooked the books. They fudged the numbers because massive numbers, millions upon millions of Americans have simply left the workforce, which makes the unemployment numbers look historically low, but they're not. Biden's approval ratings, 38%. Cameltoe Harris, the vice resident, less than 28% approve of her job. Cries of the constant let's go Brandon and the Joe Biden. Well, what can you say? The people have spoken. It's clear Americans are divided over Biden's policies, practices, and procedures. Even as the White House declared last week he intends to run for re-election. <laughs> Cries of those insults, let's go Brandon and Joe Biden, exist alongside of a few voters who feel compelled to say thank you, President Biden, only because they can't get those Biden-Harris stickers off the backs of their Priuses without damaging the paint. Ask 10 people that you know right now, 10 people, whether they be co-workers, neighbors, people at the gas station, ask them, A, did you vote for Joe Biden? And B, do you approve of the job he's doing as president? I guarantee you at least eight of them will say, hell no, I didn't vote for Joe Biden. And even those who did won't admit it now because of the shame and embarrassment that Joe Biden has brought to the office of the president. And guess what? Eight out of 10, if not nine out of 10, will tell you he is not doing a good job. And he doesn't have the ability to blame Donald Trump for his woes. Everything he has done wrong is clearly under his control. This is Biden's economy. This is Biden's inflation. This is Biden's immigration debacle. This is Biden's hectic and disorderly withdrawal from Afghanistan that left 13 service members dead and thousands of Americans and supporters of America stranded behind enemy lines. This is Biden's energy crisis. He shut down Keystone XL. He shut down drilling. It is clearly Biden's high crime rate because it is Biden and the Democrats who said, defund the police. Start letting criminals out without bail. He cannot blame any of this on Donald Trump. The question in this article was, was Biden handed a dumpster fire set ablaze by former President Donald Trump and the Republican Party? The answer is a clear and resounding no. It is not Trump's fault. It is not the Republicans' fault. It is in fact that Biden and his Democratic companions have helped to create the high gasoline prices, the empty shelves, the massive influx of illegal invading trespassing aliens at the southern border and left us in a far worse position as it comes to our two greatest adversaries, Russia and China. And even little Rocket Man is now threatening the United States. This, my friends, is what has angered the financially strapped voters of the United States of America. It is the Biden administration's handling of the economy, of politics, of our position on the world stage, the failure of our domestic agenda. It is clearly Joe Biden's presidency and Joe Biden's fault. And therefore, 
Joe Biden's responsibility. I think he should resign. Camel Toe Harris should hang her head in shame. She's got the lowest approval rating of any vice president in modern times. And remember, when she was running for president, out of the 24 main candidates for the Democrat ticket, she finished dead last behind people like Andrew Yang, people like Beto O'Rourke, and other losers. Nancy Pelosi, 80-something-year-old alcoholic, time for her to go. Chuckles looking over his glasses, Schumer, time for you to go. And yes, it's time for Mitch McConnell to go away as well on the Republican side. It's time for fresh outsiders, business people who know how to run a company, know how to run a country, to step in and make America great again, once again. That's my opinion. And if you are wounded emotionally, mentally, or even physically by my words, I'm sorry. But sometimes, my friends, the truth hurts. And that's where we are. November 29th, 2021. We'll be right back. Gropey Joe Biden's administration is doing a little backpedaling this afternoon as they say, oh shoot, I can't believe we actually said we were gonna cut travel from Africa. Now we're pissing off African Americans, that is. He will now redouble his efforts to urge Americans to get vaccinated and booster shots as he seeks to quell concerns Monday after the new COVID-19 variant from Africa that they've misnamed Omicron. But he won't immediately push for more restrictions to stop its spread, according to his chief medical advisor. Associated Press's article says Biden pushes shots not more restrictions as the variant spreads. They're not looking to do what he did last year in the first months of his presidency. Follow the science is what they kept telling us. And at the time, the science said shut down schools, shut down churches, shut down businesses, except of course Walmart. Shut down everything. That is the science talking. That's how you stop the spread. You shut it down. But nobody wants to hear that lie, that bullshit excuse anymore. So, even Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert and Biden's leading COVID-19 advisor said this week, there were as yet still no cases of the variant identified here in the US, but it is inevitable that it will make its way into our country. Fauci said on Good Morning America, scientists hope to know in the next week or two how well the existing vaccines will protect against the new variant and how dangerous it might be compared to other strains. Fauci says, we really don't know. And he called speculation premature. But you're the expert. You're the leading gobbledygook guy. You're the guy who invented this stuff. I guess you didn't realize when you invented during your gain of function research, the Wuhan China novel coronavirus, that it might mutate. Some expert you are. I watched cartoon shows and television movies that could have told you when you invent something like this, it will mutate and spread. Gropey Joe Biden is supposed to speak today about the urgency of getting vaccinated against COVID-19 to protect against all variants, especially as roughly 80 million Americans age five and up haven't received even their first shot. Let's see, 80? 
160, 320. That's a fourth of the nation, my friends. Biden is not expected, however, to announce any virus-related restrictions other than last week's don't come from South Africa because we don't like Africans coming here. (laughs) Kind of racist. Kind of xenophobic if you want to compare it to what Donald Trump did by stopping travel from China. But, as I said on a previous episode of the Truth Hurts program, the double standard in media is not calling gropey Joe Biden a xenophobe or a racist, and he stopped travel from Africa, of all places. When asked if more U.S. restrictions were imminent, Fauci said, I don't think so at all. On CBS Mornings, he said, let's not be talking about lockdowns. But it was you, you little clown, you little fart who wanted to lock down the whole world this time last year. Remember? Fauci said there's no need to panic about the new variant. Why? You wanted us to panic about everything else while Trump was president, you little worm. He says we should be concerned, and our concern should spur us to do the things that we know work, such as vaccinations. But I thought you said masks worked. That was a lie. I thought you said lockdowns worked. But that was a lie. And thus far, with all the breakthrough cases, vaccinations are a lie, Dr. Fucci. He says this will buy you a couple of weeks because if you can keep things out in force for a couple of weeks, you can do a lot of things. You mean like the lie you came up with two weeks to flatten the curve? That too, Fauci, was a lie. And it came out of your mouth. Pharmaceutical companies are allegedly adjusting their existing COVID-19 vaccines to work better to attack the African Omicron variant. But Fucci says Americans should make it a priority to get their first shot or a booster dose now rather than waiting for any new formulations. He says, I would strongly suggest that you get boosted now. I guess stock prices in those vaccination companies has gone down which is costing him some money in his portfolio. This is the Truth Hurts program. And if you're looking to buy a new car, if you're looking to buy a new house, if you're looking to finance a recreational vehicle or a boat or a pair of jet skis, or heaven forbid, a new motorcycle, according to CNBC, massive inflation will likely push the Fed to hike interest rates six times in the next two years, according to Federated's Phil Orlando. Stephanie Landsman wrote yesterday at 4 p.m., a long-time bull market is tempering the outlook due to inflation. Federated Hermes, Phil Orlando expects the Federal Reserve will lift interest rates six times over the next two years to tame massive Price increases from vehicles to shelter to food and other consumable goods. This is happening thanks to gropey Joe Biden's economic policies, my friends. Let me go back to the article. He says, Our best guess is that we will see two quarter-point rate hikes out of the Fed in the second half of next year, perhaps another four quarter-point rate hikes over the course of calendar 23. And this could even be higher because right now the consumer price index is accelerating the fastest 
largest inflationary numbers in 30 years, dating all the way back to Jimmy Carter, another failure of a Democrat president. Yes, my friends, given the surge in inflation we've been seeing lately, it would not surprise me if the Fed accelerated that pace of increasing those rates higher and even more often. That, my friends, will take Wall Street by surprise, according to Orlando. The Fed has been, to some degree, talking a good game along with the Biden administration in terms of what they're calling temporary or transitory inflation. But guess what? The fact is, when that poor Democrat minority family gets their paycheck at the end of the month, from your tax dollars in the form of welfare, food stamps, social security supplemental income, crazy checks, and all the other giveaway programs, they can't buy as many cans of 40 ounce malt liquor at the grocery store because the money ain't going as far as it used to be did. In a rising rate environment, stocks within energy, materials, and industrials will likely rise while consumer goods stock prices will likely fall. This is just simple economics 101. Anyone who sat through an Econ 101 lecture and managed to stay awake should know these facts. And this is falling squarely upon the shoulders, those feeble, weak little shoulders of gropey Joe Biden. And those are the facts. And they are indisputable. And this is the Truth Hurts program. And finally today, the pro-defunding the police elected official who's running for New York's governorship has now sparked outrage after it was revealed that he travels to New York City with a paid New York Police Department detail and that he lives on a military base that provides round-the-clock security. Obviously, it's very hypocritical. Joseph Rowland, a 53-year-old Bay Ridge resident, told the New York Post about Jumaine Williams. This 13% AA hyphenated American minority racial justice advocate, Williams, was elected as the New York City public advocate after serving on the New York City Council. He described himself at one time as a democratic socialist. Now he's running for governor of New York, where he vows to bring transformational change to the state, according to his campaign website. He lives at the Fort Hamilton U.S. Army Garrison in Brooklyn, New York, and is provided with an NYPD security detail due to his position from the city. That garrison requires anyone attempting entry to submit a background check and go through security checkpoints. Yet Williams is one of the leading voices on defunding the New York Police Department, and he takes issue with the city's agreement to cut $1 billion from funds to that police department as, quote, insufficient. A representative for Williams said that the affordability of housing appealed to Williams and his family. When he needed a new home for his family in 2019, they chose a publicly available unit in Fort Hamilton, not because of its position on a base, but because they claim it offered the best unit for the family's price point and criteria. Williams lives in the corner townhome with his wife, a political lobbyist, and his stepdaughter, and costs him about $4,000 a month. It offers views of the Verrazano Narrows 
and has perks such as free parking, a swimming pool, dry cleaners, gas station, barbershop, bowling alley, and various chain restaurants like Einstein Bagels. Historic cannons, World War II artillery, and modern Humvees are also located on this Army installation of 228 homes. 15% of them are occupied by civilians. Supposedly, housing opportunities are open to the public, but most New Yorkers are even unaware of that possibility. The apartments are not listed on Zillow and are essentially a gated community with stunning waterfront views protected by tanks and soldiers with M16 rifles. This according to an area official with knowledge of the housing process. Williams' representative said the suggestion that his work to protect, promote, and re-image public safety would change with his address is belied by his record on these issues for over a decade. That work continues as he advocates for policies to advance community in neighborhoods citywide. It is called black privilege, I guess. But we can't talk about that because that statement in itself might be misconstrued somehow as racist. That, my friends, is all the time we have for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. And I've got to get back to work. So you guys make it a great day. And we'll continue to do our best to bring you the lies of the left, the double standard, and the hypocrisy of the Democrats in this great nation. Go out there and make it a great day, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are free speech protected under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Mm-hmm.